everybody, and welcome to The Atheist Experience. I'm your host, Jen Peoples, and with me today is Don Baker. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, I, we we checked, and the last time we did a show together was in... 2011. All right. It's been quite a long so, time. Yeah, it's been a long time. So the reason we are on the show together uh, today is because the other half of our crew, and, as well as uh, Tracy and Russell, mm-hmm. are up in Oklahoma City at the American Atheist Convention. And so I, I want to give a shout out to the other half of our crew that stayed behind to help us produce the show today. Yay! So thank you, and also our studio audience today. Um, but with our, without our crew, we literally could not produce this show, so we appreciate everything they do for us. Yep. And with that in mind, um, The Atheist Experience is a production of the Atheist Community of Austin, a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization dedicated to separation of church and state and promoting positive atheist culture. Uh, We broadcast live from our studio at the ACA Free Thought Library every Sunday in Austin, Texas at 4.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, You can watch the show live um, and recorded episodes on YouTube. And you can comment on the show at the open thread provided for every show that we do. Um, That's at freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP. You can also comment, um, add comments on YouTube while the live show is running. And additionally, you can write to the show at tv at atheist-community.org or join the official discussion group on Facebook. Um, After the show, the cast and crew go to dinner at Star of India Restaurant at 2900 West Anderson Lane. Um, We're checking that today because it's Easter Sunday and lots of restaurants are closed. We don't actually know if they're open today. We think they will be. We think they will be, but if you're listening, uh, we'll make a follow-up announcement. um, After a bit. After a bit, so we're going to confirm that they're open. Um, And the event is a social event. Um, It's open to atheists or atheist-friendly people. Um, So I have one announcement to make before we get started here, um, and that is that there's a court case coming up that some of our listeners might be interested in. So the director of, uh, it's the Arkansas Director of American Atheists. Um, He's working on a lawsuit involving posting In God We Trust in public schools. Um, Some of you may be aware, I think um, uh, Arkansas recently passed a law requiring this. Um, He believes this is a violation of separation church and state. And he's interested in hearing from people from other states with similar laws. So if your state has this requirement and you have standing to sue, and you're willing to join the lawsuit, please reach out to him. You can find his information on the American Atheist website. I'm sorry I don't have his name there, but it it will be on the American Atheist website. And that's all I have for announcements. You got anything before you... uh... No, uh uh-uh. All right, so I think you have a topic today. I do. All right. Another another failure. Um, Today we celebrate the death and resurrection of the child Zeno. After killing a few people, young Jesus got the bright idea to bring one back to life. And this particular one he didn't kill, it happens. Uh, Zeno fell from a rooftop while playing. And of course, Zeno could have just been unconscious, but uh, we'll go with it. Uh, It's got to be a resurrection. And because it predates that of Jesus, uh, it must be much more significant, right? And Jesus is kind of a dick with all this killing, right? So uh, everybody likes Zeno. You know, he's a good guy. So, uh, and better yet, no witches or Jews have been killed by the followers of Zeno. And so we only asked 8% of your income. (laughs) This comes from the infancy gospel of Thomas. (laughs) So, uh, So 
Uh, today I'm talking about uh, a lunatic liar uh, lord. Lunatic yeah. liar or lord. Yeah. The Christian apologist C.S. Lewis popularized this. He was very annoyed at people like Thomas Jefferson who thought that Jesus was not divine, but he thought he was. But but they thought he was a great moral teacher. And uh, this sort of uh, argument has been stated much earlier by uh, John Duncan, seems to have the first uh, statement of it, that Christ is either one deceived, that Christ either one deceived mankind by conscious fraud, or two, he was himself deluded and and self-deceived, or three, he was divine. There is no getting out of this trilemma, it is inexorable. And so that was the statement. And uh, this became known as the lunatic liar or lord. Lewis thought that he was neither a lunatic nor a liar, so he must be a lord, the lord. And um, uh, let's see. So he wants, uh, C.S. Lewis wants you to think that Jesus is Lord the same as God, but the biblical historians debate whether he, Jesus even made such a claim. Apparently, even the claim of messiahship is under question, and according to Gerd Ludemann, the broad consensus among modern New Testament scholars is that the proclamation of divinity of Jesus was the development within the earliest Christian communities. It's part of the Trinity today, but, uh, but there's a lot of debate about whether Jesus actually made this claim. Well... To, to respond to this lunatic liar lord, skeptics are uh, know to be aware of false dichotomies or right. false trichotomies, and uh, another option fits all the evidence, which is legend. And uh, of course, there was only a few weeks of Jesus' life chronicled in the canonized Bible, and many stories seem to be an impressive additions, such as the birth story or the story of Jesus teaching the wise rabbis at the age of 12. And Legend explains how a crazy person making wild claims can also work miracles, because those could also be legends. And it explains the inconsistencies in the Gospels and why Jesus didn't seem to do any real work. And it also explains the lack of a body after the death. So legend explains all that. And it's interesting to note that the Apocrypha, like the infant Gospel of of Thomas, which I read from earlier, or adapted from, and the Gospel of Judas are considered legends, so uh, how do you decide between them? So legend really does explain everything, and there's nothing more to see here. Um, um, What what was interesting is that uh, Lewis actually addressed this claim. He said, um, sadly, uh, well, he said, um, they are not artistic enough to be legends. (laughs) From an imaginative point of view, they are clumsy. They don't work things up properly. And this might be called the argument from bad fiction. <laughs> so I find that very amusing. It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, Scientology must be true, but, you know, it, it can't be bad science fiction. <laughs> Nobody could write science fiction that bad, right? <laughs> so that, that's pretty laughable. So today I do want to give a little shout-out to the lunatic and liar options because I think those are still in play. <laughs> um, Let's see. Lunatic. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of lunatic stuff in the Bible, and one of the... Uh, Christopher Hitchens uh, claimed that uh, Jesus was just one of many deranged prophets roaming Palestine at the time, and I'm sure he has his, his evidence for that. Um, 
we have the leave your family and follow me. That's that's pretty pretty loony. That's mildly loony. But, uh, you know, great family values statement, right? Right, right. Yeah. Screw Abandon your family. Your family right. Give away all your possessions. Follow me. Right. <laughs> Give them to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he cursed the fig tree for not be for not bearing fruit out of season. So that's that's kind of you know kind of a cr little bit crazy. Uh, devils infesting pigs seems to be a common theme, as in Mark five and Matthew eight. Um, claiming to be the gatekeeper to heaven. Now that's that's pretty darn loony. Um, John uh, fourteen six, claiming to take humanity's sins upon himself. Uh, John two two two, uh, threatening eternal torture. Mark's nine, claiming to judge the world at the end of time. Mark twenty five, and even his friends thought he was nuts. Um, Mark uh, three. So that's that's all pretty pretty Looney Tunes, uh, I would say. Um, on the liar front. <clears throat> You know, Jesus spoke out about liars so that he couldn't have possibly lied, right? Right. <laughs> um, so he said he will return within a generation in Matthew 16, 23, 24, and Luke 21. Uh, and, and that generation has passed, so that was a lie. Uh, he claimed in quite a number of places that prayer works and you can pray for anything you want and you're just going to get that, you know, there's a few little caveats here and there, but none of this... Uh, you know, you get you get what uh, God wants you to get. None of that. It's all pray and you get it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matthew seven seven, Matthew seventeen twenty, Matthew twenty one twenty twenty one, Mark eleven twenty four, John fourteen twelve through fourteen, and Matthew eighteen through nineteen. That seems to only work for the televangelists. Uh, yeah. They pray for they, your money and people send it in. People send it in, right. Another thing uh, that uh, he, he said is don't, you don't need to save for the future in his, uh, in his um, Sermon on the Mount. That's uh, Matthew 6, 29 through 34. And, you know, even churches know that's a lie or bad advice and they right. have bank accounts and they save for the future. Well, there's a story that I read about um, Mother Teresa along those lines. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was about, apparently there were some nuns um, it, it, that were subordinate to her and they had like some tomatoes they were growing. They had like a bumper crop of tomatoes one year and so they decided to can them, right? Can them and they mm -hmm. preserved the tomatoes and she basically chewed them out because um, canning tomatoes for the future was was a violation of this, this, this very thing. Idea, it's like, right. You know, you, you don't trust God to provide tomatoes next year? Come on, you know. Right. And she also claimed that, uh, that uh, all, the, all the, you know, children born into poverty, God would take care of them. And you could, you could just not even worry about, you know, right. that, yeah. that whole thing. So uh, today, so, so since Jesus clearly appears to be a lunatic and a liar or a legend, and uh, faith in him seems to be very, very much misplaced. There's, you know, if he's a liar, you know, you're just not going to get your, your you're not going to be saved. You're not going to go to heaven and all, all these other claims that he's made. And all the murders committed in his name are just gratuitous evil. And this is yet another failure, failure of Christianity. Yes. Quick, and quick one. Okay. All right. Shall we take some calls? Yeah, sure. So um, the first call I want to take is Jacqueline. So... Jacqueline, you're on the air. This is Jen. How are you? Can you hear us? Jacqueline, can you hear us? Hello, hello. Well, we might have to put her on pause. And... Right now? 
Oh, can can you hear us? Hello, hello. 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 Let's let's move on to another call. Okay. Can you hear me now? I I can hear you. Uh, just barely. Can you? Uh, okay, speak I'm here. Up? Okay, great. All right. Yeah. What can we do for you? Okay. So I'm kind of in between. You know, not believing. Like I'm almost there. But like a part of me really wants to thank religion. You're breaking up. Yeah, you're breaking up really bad here. Trying to let go. I'll have to just call another time. Okay. Sorry. Um, sorry that we this didn't work out. Yeah. Um. I, I tell you what. Why don't you send us an email? Uh, TV at atheist-community.org. Um, that might be a, a good way for you to get in touch with us uh, between now and the next episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. Right, so um, yeah, Jacqueline is struggling with issues of leaving her her faith behind. So I wanted to yeah, actually have a conversation yeah. with her. Um, We're starting to get a lot of those, which is good, I guess. Yeah, let's see. I, I, kind of keeping with this theme, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Gregory next here. Okay. So. Hi, Gregory. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Uh, hello uh, to Jen and hello to Don. Hi. 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 Uh, I've been binge-watching um, these videos um, probably for about two months now. Okay. And You mean our videos? Um, yes, yes, your videos. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, I, I, I like the way you guys present your points. I, I like the, um, the arguments that that come forth um you know i i probably am not like jen or tracy or matt being that i i wasn't raised in a religious family i wasn't raised in a uh, religious background i went to catholic school when i was a kid but my parents just threw us in there so we would behave better i guess um <laughs> Something about a nun with a ruler, huh? Right. Sort yes, of exactly. Sister Maria. Um, you, you know, they weren't they weren't religious people, but I think the people of that time they just thought if you got your kids into parochial school, they would they would make them total line better. Um, and as as I talked about um, my revelations from watching the show and, and reading the website. Um, from the atheist experience, you know, I, I do have some friends who were born again Christians, mm-hmm. and they're they're on my case all the time because I I am a deist. I I'm, I'm I would not define myself as an atheist. I would not define myself as anything. Um, you know, I guess just definition wise, I'm a deist. So um, so why don't they, for our audience, why don't you unpack that just a little bit? Yeah, tell us what that means to oh. you. Oh sure. To me, to me, to me, it means um, I, I believe uh, in just about everything science has shown us uh, about the creation of our universe. Um, I'm a avid reader of guys like um, Mikhail Kaku and the um, um, theoretical physicists who, who talk about our planet and and our universe 
and the possibilities that exist within it. Um, so, you know, I, there's no way I could ever buy into any of the theology. Uh, and I've read the Bible many times. I've read the Quran several times. I have Jewish friends who are somewhere who are very devout. And, you know, I just can't, I can't, like, there's no way I, I could accept that kind of stuff. But I also look at the natural order of the universe. I look at the natural order of the world. And I, I think that, yes, it could have come about upon the way it came about, but I think in the very, very beginning, there was something that drove it. And maybe this something to me, anyway, is a creator. Okay. And this creator, this creator basically just creates. Okay. Okay. And, and this creator. I guess I'm but, curious about why you would, you know, you said you're a fan of science and you read all these science books and you agree with all this stuff, but you still think that the universe needs a creator. I'm curious are about you, Are you well, talking I, about a, a, a person-like thing that, that consciously made a decision and, and uh, you know, turned some crank to, to, to cause this to happen? Or are you talking about no. some, some mysterious cause that you don't know? Um, I, 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 it's probably closer to the mysterious cause that I don't know. I'm imagining a, 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 an intelligence that creates and created this universe and who knows how many other universes. Okay. And yeah. that's what this creator does. This creator creates and um, <clears throat> doesn't get involved in, in, in our lives or doesn't get involved in creation. Um, you know, once it's done, it does its thing and the creation does its thing and, and it moves on and it evolves and um, it, it moves to a certain point. But I also believe that a, a particle of, of that creator is in the highest life forms of that creation. And that's why we create. Well, you're, you're and, making a lot of claims here. And, you know, the time to and, believe and something is when you claims. have evidence for it, right? No, I have no evidence for this. As, as Matt would say, I'm speaking, uh, I'm making a claim out of ignorance, okay? I'm just talking about the way I feel. Yeah. I, I'm okay. just talking about the way, the way I believe, you know, and I know there's, there's no way I could prove something like this. But, well, you it know. Might be, it might be comforting to have a universe with a, a big P purpose uh, that, that, you know, there's some designer that, that sort of, you know, set wheels in motion and, and there's a reason for things. Uh, I think that's a comforting idea, but I, I don't know that there's much evidence for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just I curious about why do you, why do you believe this? I just believe it because I just look at natural order. Okay. And I, I look at the way things came about and I look at, I look at plants and I look at trees and I look at the way things are formed and I get into the development of these life forms and, and, and also outside of our planet, in our universe, 
you know, and in our solar system. And I, I just see an order. I, I see this and, orderly. And you don't think that order could come about through, like, the laws of physics? Well, it could. It could. But I, I believe that this order, this cosmic chaos that came into order that we have now, I, I just believe that it was done from some higher force, some higher intellect, and it, it's done, and we're here, and this is it. And, you know, we, we just move on. And our, our task as, as um, beings here is to try to make it better and try to uh, advance it. As best we can. You're sneaking in all later. sorts of baggage here. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm. I'm still. I'm still stuck on you why. You think this is? You think this is baggage? Really? Well, you know, when you when you try to infer divine intentions and and you have uh, uh, you know uh, these kind of mysterious sort of uh, uh, hand wavy sorts of arguments, you're 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 really sort of treading in religious territory, um, and. Um, you know, God wants you to do X, Y, Z, uh, you know, is, is a slippery slope, I think. I don't think this God wants us to do anything. This God, once this God created, this God, you know, doesn't want worship, doesn't want obedience, doesn't want praise, doesn't want yeah. prayer, doesn't want anything. He, so, it, it, this God just moves on to the next creation, so and it, we're here. Is there some way to detect the presence of this God? No, uh, the only way I can detect the presence is basically from my inner meditations, and I just, you know, th that's the only way. And it's very, it's, it's very abstract. It's not concrete. It's so, not. Yeah. It's not. Let me ask you this: <laughs> what, what is the, what is the difference between your concept of a god that you get from just your inner meditation and the fundamentalist Christian who says? Well, I know that God is real because I can feel it. Because my the, the the God that I'm describing has not been revealed. The God that I'm describing and is not how does, in anything that, that how does that, that was, in any that, way get us closer to do, demonstrating that your God is real and their God is not. I know it, it, it doesn't get me any closer at all. I agree so, with you. So I agree you, with you. So you agree there's no difference in your claim that. Your inner meditation has given you insight into this the presence of this creator versus the fundamentalist Christian who says, my God is real because I can feel it. No, I, I, that I would argue with. I, I wouldn't Why? say I wouldn't say there's no difference well, because the fundamentalist Christian is saying that their God was revealed to them. Their God was um, spoken about the prophets, and and they had this enlightening experience. Some of them do, some of them healed. don't. Yeah, some some of them don't believe that, but oh, they they were healed from some sickness or something. I, I'm just looking at the universe began. Yeah, it began somewhere. Yeah, so it's this kind of and, an argument from ignorance is that you're presenting here. Yeah. by the way. Well, absolutely. That's the first thing I said. Okay. I, I, I you know, there's no way I'm going to be able so to demonstrate it to prove it. Why are you calling an atheist show to basically reveal your oh, ignorance? Well, <laughs> now that's me. Well, I know. <laughs> the internet's going to like slaughter. I just wanted to prove. 
present the way, you know, I think and, and the way my thoughts are. And one of the things that I was, you know, been barraged by my uh, theist friends, my believers, my Jewish and, and Christian friends, is this, they're very aware of your show, and, and, and uh, some of them have even watched a couple of wow. uh, episodes. Okay. And they, okay. and, and they said, uh, you know, you're being led down the wrong path. I said, I'm not being led down any path. So one of the questions I would have is that people like Jen and like Matt, I know um, uh, John is never, he's kind of more like me. He doesn't have a religious background, but some of you hosts do. Yeah. And they say, oh, they, they could basically say whatever they want because they're already Christians and they're already sealed in the faith and, and they could, you know, and I'm saying that's ridiculous, guys. They, they had experiences themselves that led them to believe what they believe. But uh, I would say the vast majority of people are, are, are the religion of their parents. Yeah. And they get they get yeah. brought into the religion at a young age and they just don't ever question it. Yeah, that, that, that's a possibility. I mean, if you raise a child and, and you keep them in a the closet and you tell them red is blue and, you know, I mean, you know, you could you could do all kinds of damage, I guess. But um, I, I guess I called in just to basically describe where I am. I don't really think I'm far from you. I, I, I think I you're very think far from us. Well, yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. You know, I, I, I don't think deism is the source of very much harm in the world, but I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a justifiable belief. Yeah. But. Um, you know, just be, be wary of, of other beliefs that are sort of tagging along, along with that and, uh, you know, give them some scrutiny along the way, too. Yeah, I guess, I guess you know, but I, I've been like this probably my whole life. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, right. it's just weird that it led me to here. But, um, okay, well, listen, you guys, you guys, you got, you got a great show. I like to watch it. I like to listen to what you have to say. And thanks for having me on. Thanks. All right. Take Keep care, watching. Man. Thanks. All right. So, yeah, the, the, the internet will probably chastise me for being <laughs> right. mean, but anyway, so, okay. So, um, let's, uh, let's talk to Muhammad, I guess. Hey, Mohammed. Hello. Hello. <coughs> Hello, Jen and uh, Don. Don, you're on the air. What's up? Yes, I just want to continue from where I left uh, the last time because I, I didn't have time to explain my. Uh, well, you what, might have what to recap. I to say. We're all different, different, you know, people uh, yeah, on this side <laughs> of the phone and different audience and the whole. But bit. Jen can tell you. Okay. No, you. Go ahead. What? Okay. Okay. I said uh, well, uh, the the conversation started like this. I said that we know God through His uh, act of creation, and um, we believe that as Muslims we believe that these acts of creation are self-evident. Uh, when we look at uh, trees and um, animals and we look at minerals and these things, we know that these things begin to exist, and that. Um, uh, creation is when uh, one thing is created out of another, not when one thing is created out of nothing, because we have no evidence for this latter, but we have every evidence for the former. This is what um, I said. Uh, this is what I wanted to say in, um, okay. last, last time. But then, um, That's pretty, pretty succinct. Thank the you. word I used, 
Hello? That was pretty succinct. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Yes. But this, yes, this, this, what I was, um, I, I refer to this as total change, that one thing um, uh, perishes and another begins to exist. Um, and this is, um, of course, and it's not really acceptable today um, for, for, for a lot of people. But uh, this is how this is how people are wired to think, actually, and this is how they um, think um, intuitive. <laughs> and I argue that this is um, how we think uh, also reasonably. So let me respond. Um, rationally. Let, let's say let's say we don't know how the universe came to be, um, mm. and uh, you know uh, my my lack of knowledge there is not evidence for a god, right? Yes, uh, but listen, uh, I, I, same thing, uh, we went down this path last show, and I don't, I don't want to go through the same path again. Uh, well, what Matt said was that uh, space and time uh, have a beginning, and that, uh, or at least we, we're not sure whether they have a beginning, or I'm not sure what he said. He said we have this Big Bang that Theory that's, have that's been pretty well validated, right? Yes, they have beginning. Yes, and I said to him that, uh, well, I don't want to go into it again, but space and time, they're just mental constructs. What exists, what we know exists, is um, uh, the, the only things that may exist are the tangible things, uh, things which have measured and are uh, uh, temporally related and spatially related. So I don't really see how, um, when he says that there is um, a meta, meta time or a meta space, I don't, I don't find that... Um, uh, but I don't find that to make sense. I believe that all that exists is the tangible things and the properties of those tangible things. Uh, for example, you say this specific tree exists. Okay, this so, earth exists. The no, sun I, exists. I, I want to. I want to stop and focus on something. You said that the only thing that exists are the tangible things. Yes. Okay. Things which have so, measured, which so are spatial temporal. Is is your God a tangible thing? Yes, and this is what I wanted to say because because okay, Danny, I, I find it very disturbing. He didn't understand. And when I say God, I'm referring to a being. I'm right. not referring to an idea or. Excellent. If your God is a tangible thing, then you should be able to present some physical evidence of its existence. Yeah, we should be able yes, to measure it. This is what I said. This is exactly what okay. I'm saying. I'm saying oh. that uh, God is uh, known through His acts of creation. Yeah, and, and, that's, um, and that's the argument. That's the argument from trees, and we just heard that from the deist yeah. who called right before that. This, so huh? uh, the argument from trees. The look at the trees. Look at the trees. Okay. Um, yes. That is because not they a, begin to exist. That is not a persuasive argument for the existence of your God. If your God it exists, is, it used to be a very persuasive argument. Well, the, the it, way that it's, people it's used an argument for anything in the world. Rational. Yeah. I, I can say it's their magic space monkeys, and they created the universe, and they created the trees, and, and, you know, that same argument works for that, too. Do you believe in magic space monkeys? Yeah, but you have to affirm a creator. Yeah, I mean, the point is you have to come to the... No, no we don't. There we can is say we don't know. ...an eternal creator. No, we, you, hmm? like Don said, we can say we don't know. If you don't know no, the answer, that's a perfectly begins, valid response. Uh, excuse me. Just, just let me let me just explain this. When something begins to exist, literally begins to exist, how can you explain it without uh, some an eternal being that brought it into existence? Why do you, you no Why do you posit an eternal being that brought it into He's existence saying that without evidence? We are evidence? saying that there was nothing. So, so yeah. what, what other alternative do you have? 
we could say we don't know. I mean, the physics, as I understand it, because is there wasn't you know, even... You know, as I see it, as I see it, there is only... The, the possibilities are very few. It's either, <laughs> you know, it's either um, it was created by another creature, and th this is... Um, okay, who created that creature? of creators. Yeah, who, crea hmm? who created your creator? Yes, this is to go into the infinite regress of creators. Okay, but you said that I, I, you said I, I, that your God is a tangible being, and so if you're got to be created, it, right? It, it had to come into existence some way. So who created your no, God? No, because it is eternal. No, yeah. you see, no, 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 no. You're you're defining your God into existence, and that's one of the problems with the Kalam cosmological argument. No, I, I am, I am, I'm looking. I'm using it personally. I'm looking at observable things. Okay, I'm, I'm I watching don't see a God. these um, yeah. things come into existence, go out of existence. And then I deduce from, I just know from that, I, I, I come to the conclusion, it's not even, a, it's, it's just to, to, it's very simple conclusion. You see, that the one, that there must be someone who brought these things into existence. Why? You know, like, uh, because a creature has a creator by definition. No, it doesn't. How can something well, begin to exist? God doesn't. So how about the universe not having a creator? Yeah. Okay, so, so why don't we do some special pleading the there? Universe, please just let me let me just explain this. You, you've idea, had please. you've had ample opportunity yeah, yeah. to explain, so please, you know, wrap this up because yes, I need yes. to get moving. So you're saying you are saying that um, so so what what do you posit? Do you posit that there are creatures we, like there's we don't see evidence for a god and that. we're wait, looking for evidence of a god and arguments from ignorance the, are not persuasive to us. The evidence is there. Okay, okay, okay. Either it creates itself, okay, and that is um, that is impossible. So prove or it exists it's first, without the and then we can talk about how it got created. So you're huh? you're saying can that? You please, can you please just raise your voice a little bit? I can't really pro hear you. Prove it exists first, and then we can talk about how it got created. <laughs> well, when you say proof, okay, I, I can I can point out evidence. You see? Well, well, give us some evidence. You are in evidence. No, like, we're you know, not. Well, you're giving. You're presenting an argument for ignorance. You're, you're saying I, I, I cannot think of another true. way which you came to be. Therefore, it must be God. That, that's your argument. Okay, let me give. It, let me give you. Let me give you another way to look at it. Okay, is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Do you accept that it is either rearrangement or that something begins to exist after it did not exist? You know, you in, in the macroscopic scales, that, that might be true. But, um, you know, we have this thing yes. called quantum mechanics. We have um, yes. the Big Bang. We have matter being created um, in, in, yes. the, in the Big Bang. And you can read about that with uh, Vic Stinger's book, yes, I did God study, the Failed I did Hypothesis. I did study many of these things. I did study many of these things. Rearrangement, for example. Do, do you claim that things rearrange? I'm not making like, any claim uh, whatsoever. Let's, let's say I don't know how the universe came to be. How do we get to your God? Hmm. Well, the universe is the sum of those tangible things. This is how I look at it. So you say, when you say that the trees, the, 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 the earth, the sun, the moon, these are, these, are, these are components of the universe. Okay, okay. all the okay. matter and so all the energy in the universe. Yes, every part. Did you, did you know that, that all of the energy in the universe sums to zero? All of the energy of the universe sums to zero. You mean the uh, zero energy universe, is that? Yep. Yes. 
Okay, but uh, things exist. I don't see what you're trying to say. So yes. You know that matter and energy can convert, right, to each other? Yes, but, but, but when you say convert, do you mean rearrange or do you mean like totally change? This is what I'm... Well, you know, the sun is doing this sort of thing, you know, right now. Huh? Right? The sun is converting converting matter to energy, right, in in nuclear yes, yes. fusion, right? Yes, uh, yes, because I believe that I believe that things are created also of other things. Yes. So, so, so when you say so, here we have matter actually disappearing, right, in order to create energy. No matter does not uh, matter disappears in the sense that it changes into something else. So it's perishes. It's, it converts and to something energy. Else is, right. Begins to exist. Right. And so the, the, the current thinking is that the universe, when you add up all the energy, and, and how do you get to, how do you get, uh, you know, the matter has a positive energy, right, because it can be converted into energy. Well, yes, how do you get the negative? Well, the negative is the potential energy of pulling apart all that matter. Yes, right? I understand. Gives you, gives yes. you a potential energy that you would get back if it were brought back together. And so the current yes, thinking yes. is the energy is zero, and so there's no there's no magic there's no magic there in the sense that uh, there is there isn't matter being created out of nothing. nothing. You see, you see, I don't think I don't believe you have any evidence for things created out of nothing. And we're but not we claiming that that's what happened. No one is claiming uh, okay, that that anything was created out of nothing. If something begins to exist, if something really begins to exist, like just just concede for this, if something begins to exist. Doesn't it require something eternal which brings it into existence? Not at the quantum mechanical yeah. level, no. Yeah. Read up Not on happy? virtual particles. Mm, yes. And, and so, call so a physics you, show. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Th thank, thanks fine. for your call, Mohammed. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Flav, just, just, I want you to say one last thing, please. Okay. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, just, just to make sure that um, the the term is understood. Uh, when I say God, um, I'm referring to uh, uh, that God is a being who is literally above the universe. Okay, every uh, sorry above. Um, every, so above he's not, his he's not tangible then. Okay, so yeah. you're, you're yeah, kind of confused, tangible. right? He's above his, well, what is what is, is above the universe? You will mean? see him. What is above the universe? Mm -hmm. uh, no, the universe. The universe is only um, the universe. When I when I say universe, I'm I mean uh, the sum of those um, creatures or those uh, objects. I understand, but what do you what do you God. mean by this? God is above the universe. Like things ascend to God and descend from God. Like angels ascend to God and they descend. Okay, from God. I think we're going to move on oh, here because okay. uh, more special pleading. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, that was very unpersuasive. Um, well, it's all stuff we've heard so many times. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know why. We've heard the look of the trees uh, three times today. Holy moly, it must uh, be the tree yeah. day. Springtime. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, it's spring. Look at the trees. <laughs> look at the trees, there must be a God. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, so let's talk to Christy. Hey, Christy. Hi, how you guys doing today? Uh, we're good. What do you got happy for Easter. us? Happy Easter. I know you don't. Happy Easter. That's just a pun, but happy Easter. <laughs> um, I have relatives. They don't like me because I'm not a, because I'm an atheist. Okay. They think I'm stupid. They think I'm a. They they'll call me every name in the book. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. They'll call me every name in the book. 
Yeah, I'm and sorry. These are, these are your relatives that you said are doing this to you? Yeah. You, you, yeah, you don't have like to take this abuse. Atheist. Yeah. You, you can distance yourself from them and say, you know, treat me better or uh, I, I'll, you know, take my toys and go home. Yeah. <laughs> because I tell my says, my thing is, because I got my degree in nutritional science, right? Basically, I got my degree in muscle kidney cell and nutritional science. When you have six and a half, seven years of science in your belt, nutritional science, it says, uh, and even when I was a younger kid, I was, you know, went to ca- Went to, went to Catholicism and all that, and as I got older, I had the seventh grade science teachers that I really like, and I asked him these questions. He says, well, what is immaculate conception? What is this? What is that? He says, who's feeding you the line, that line of crap? I said, the Catholic Church. He said, well, no wonder why. And as I got older, I break away from the Catholic Church and all that. I says, I says I'm sorry, but I just don't believe in this crap. Mm-hmm. you got to prove to me that there's a God. Not just say because someone told you it's a God. You got to prove to me that there is a God, and they can't prove it. Okay, yeah. and so because so my, my thing so is, is my thing is just like I got an argument with my mom's sister-in-law's daughter's a devout Christian. She says, "Well, who made the Earth?" I said, "Evolution." And I says, "Well, where do we come from?" Well, our closest relative is a chimpanzee. Do so you believe that? And it's I, perfectly I'm, okay to say I don't know. I said, I don't know. Was this, was, these questions. Should they say, well, she said, that's wrong with the atheist. You're not educated. I said, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, I said, do you believe in the Harry Potter books? Well, no. Well, that crappy reading out of the Bible is no different than crappy reading from the Harry Potter books. It's all fairy tales to <laughs> yeah. me. I'm sorry. So you, yeah, you don't have to tales. sit and you, take this abuse from, from relatives or anybody. You, you, can, you can just walk away. Yeah. Well, they, think, they say they'll be praying for me. Uh-huh. Okay, if they, wanna, if, look, if, if they want to waste their time doing that, then that's and fine. And hopefully that God will reveal himself to me. Okay. Is there a time limit on this? Because that, that's the other thing you can ask him is, is there going to be a time limit for this? You know, when should you expect this revelation? That's a good, that's, good that's idea. What I, I, that's what I told him, you know. And they, the only thing is, well, if you don't believe in a God... So you don't have no morals then. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must geez. have loose morals. Yeah. Yeah. I right, said so these these. Okay, now 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 let me tell you something here. If our if our morals are so goddamn loose, excuse my French, then how come ten years ago the two evil Jims are back on TV, Jimmy Swagger and Jimmy Baker? Oh yeah. 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 And. And and they're gonna and they're gonna talk about us and no I'm not gonna put up with that crap because I'm getting tired of telling these these Christians how these Christians telling us that we're this we're that because we don't believe in their God because we don't believe in their fucking God and that we're terrible people we do this we do that and that we're gonna go to hell and all this bullshit I'm sorry I don't I'm not gonna put, I don't put up with this. It's, Yes, I says I don't have to believe in some sort of a deity to be a good person. Now, if their God was so so righteous, all powerful, and all knowing, my answer is, uh, how come I never see your God on the on, on Jimmy Kimmel's show before? You know what I mean? If your God is so real, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it I, sounds to I, me I'm like sorry. you should just find just, some better friends and and you know branch out and you know leave this issue behind. Because they say they have nothing to do with me. They said they don't want anything to do with you? That yeah, could, that could be know. a blessing. Oh, hey, then, <laughs> then your decision's easy. Just walk away. I mean, just, be, just because they're related to you doesn't mean you owe them 
Anything, um, right. anything. Basically, if, if they don't treat you like family, if they don't act like family, as far as I'm concerned, they're not family. You can walk away. Like go say good, you can pick and choose your friends, but your relatives, right? Yeah, you can walk away from your family, too. If they're not, uh, you know, my definition of family, if you act like family, you are family. If you don't, you're not. Like I said before, you can pick and choose your friends, but I saw them sometimes your relatives, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to associate yeah, with just, them. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, I mean, I just, I'm just sorry. I just think it's growing dogs living in fairy tales, but it is. Yeah. That's just my perspective on religion, you know? Yeah. yeah. I you know, just, it's it's so very, very hard. I believe in your God. That makes me an asshole. I, I don't put up with the crap like that. Yeah. I just, I won't put up with it I mean, because I'm a nice person. Yeah, it's very hard to change people's minds, and, uh, you know, you, you can't count on being able to do that with your relatives and things. Um, and if you do want to have a civil relationship with your, say, your close relatives or whoever, you, you can agree to disagree and, and make the topic, you know, non, not, uh, you know, off limits. That would be one strategy. Um, but, you, you know, don't sit and take abuse from, from people no matter who they are. There's just no reason for that. You know, it's just, that's probably maybe where I sometimes I like my dog, sometimes better do most people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, reach out and find a, an atheist community or a skeptics community in your area and, and make some new yeah, friends. Yeah I, yeah, I have, and my mom doesn't like the idea that I belong to one. Mm -hmm. So, um, she has, if yeah, you don't mind well, me asking, how old are you? How old am I? I'm going on 48. Okay, okay. so. You're old enough. So you're old enough to do whatever you want. Your mama doesn't have anything to say about it. <laughs> That's right. It's all your yeah, decision. But she's, pray, but she's praying for me, though, in a, in a, in a Bible study group. And so. you know what? That's fine. Let her, let her do that. If it makes her feel better, yeah. let her do it. You know, I just, I don't know. Then, then she criticized me because I have a gay friend, you know? Hey, yep. I have a gay friend, too. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with these pictures? Are they really that freaking stupid? Are they really that, that brainwashed? Yeah, well, it's it's sad, and you'd like to go fix it, right? But uh, but these sorts of things, you know, um, there's this this phrase, uh, you can't you can't reason <laughs> somebody into a position that they didn't get there by reason to begin with, right? And I, I just it just like it's just like what was it? a long time ago the Montel Williams show was on. He had that psychic named Sylvia Brown on that show. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we know her. Oh Jesus Christ! Come on, Montel, how fucking stupid can you be to believe in that crap? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christy. You know, just like George Carlin says, but in the bullshit department, a clergyman can't hold a candle to. I mean, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. It says he, you know. It's bullshit. I mean, I just tell people, you sit there, I says, do you write what other crap's in the Bible? Oh, yeah, who written it? God. It says, so an imaginary friend, imaginary man wrote a book. It's, it's just bullshit. I mean, yep. that's why I don't believe in that crap. Never have when I was a kid either, you know? <laughs> okay. I took an abuse from Catholic Church. If you go to Catholic Church, they believe in Immaculate Conception. Oh, gee, that's real intelligent, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, they just say, well... If you don't believe, our family believes this way. If you don't believe in God, then you're not part of the family. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess I'm not well, part of the family then. Yeah, so so reach out to your atheist friends in the local atheist group and um, pursue that. And if your family doesn't want anything to do with you, um, there's really loss. not much you can do. Yep.
So we're going to move on. Thanks for your call. Thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, it's always tough when family reacts badly to someone's... Yeah, and family has a way of making your life a living hell if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're pretty good at that sometimes. (laughs) All right. So Mark's been on the line waiting for us for a while. So, hey, Mark, how are you? Hey, Jen. Hi, Don. How you guys doing? Hi. Good. So what's... Um, that's actually a perfect segue from the last caller. I'm sorry to interrupt. No problem. Um, Go ahead. If you remember last time, uh, if she's still listening to the show or watching the stream, uh, remember I was having problems with my family last time. I don't know if you remember, but I was talking about how my mom, like, I gave her four years to, like, try and um, change the way we talked about things instead of, like, you know, she can keep her beliefs and I can keep mine and mm-hmm. just, like, not bring them up. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's going to impose the right... Uh oh. Like your, you know, yourself. There's no reason to have that person in your life because, you know, a pool full of mud will sink you faster than a pool full of water. So, um, so just like choose your friends, not your family. That's that's all I can say to that. And uh, if Jacqueline wants to talk on the blog, by the way, like I'd be more than happy to respond to her on the blog if she wants to go over there, the first caller. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I don't know so, if she's going to blog, but she may contact us. So for those in the audience that don't know, uh, we have uh, on the uh, um, freethoughtblogs.axp or slash axp, we have a a blog and we have an entry for every show and and some other entries for whenever the hosts want to publish something or draw attention to something. And so there'll be a blog up soon for today's show and folks can comment on the show or have discussions about the topics on the show. Yep. Back to you, Mark. All right. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to interrupt you, Don. Um, so I actually had a, a, a topic that I was going to talk briefly about today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it segues perfectly from the last caller. Uh, <clears throat> my biggest um, problem that I have with uh, the whole conversation surrounding all this stuff, which is very important, is the whole um, tribalism nature behind it. I'm sure you guys are well aware of it. Uh, whenever you uh, wrap your identity up in any kind of belief or um, non-belief or in anything yourself, when you when you hold an ideal above yourself, it consumes you in your life and it uh, takes away, if they want to believe in their free will, it takes away your free will to an extent because like you automatically um, distance yourself from certain people who hold opposite uh, views. And it's not good for discourse and it's not good for education. Um I just have a really big problem with it. And I, I don't think a lot of people understand how much their identity goes into their belief systems. I think oh, that yeah. they think that they yeah. know and therefore that entices them or gives them the right to be able to impose those ideals onto other people. But I just wish everyone would take a step back to realize that um, not only was there a time where you didn't believe that or where your identity was totally different, but there's a possibility of it not being that in the first place as well. And um you know, those of us who were formerly religious before and have come out of it uh, through whatever means uh, that we have, I think it's easier to understand. But um, and it is harder with family because, like, you also have that that uh, linked bond, whatever, about um, you know, dealing with those people more than you would normally have to deal with other people, and uh, I guess having to hold their opinions in higher regard, even though you don't really necessarily have to. Um, I don't believe you have to either. I, my view of family is the same exact way of yours, Jen. Yeah. But, well, um, and I, I would argue that in terms of tribalism and stuff, um, I don't 
think it's necessarily true that atheists, having come out of religion, understand how not to get trapped in that any better than theists do. Um, no, I completely understand. Like, I, I can still make, watch out it, for it. Goes yeah. for both sides. Yeah, we're we're yeah. still human, and we still make the same mistakes that everybody else makes. And I wanted to say, you know, th this is this is a, a big problem in the United States. Uh, we have we have tribalism for nationalism. We have tribalism for political parties, and mm -hmm. you know, us right. and them, this and that, and uh, it's it's just all over. And you know, religion's definitely part of it. Uh, definitely in there among well, in the mix. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that it like helps propagate it, um, not not necessarily creates it, because obviously, um, tribalism was there before religion, um, right. and it just lends itself to yeah, it. There but, may um, be there may be some genetic you know, basis to it, um, right? Well, our brains are made to categorize things, so obviously, right. if you want to naturally like look to something and you want to place it in its nice little nice little neat box within how it pertains to you personally, right. of course, it's going to put other things in their boxes as well. Um, same as like them. you know irrational fears of the dark and stuff like that. Yeah, the us and them thing, the mentality is just really damaging because we we are all the same species and like we should be able to have open discourse about these kind of ideas and theologies or whatever without having to uh, or politics for that matter without wanting to tear each other apart. Um, yeah, we, because we, we are all people. We can, we can achieve great <laughs> you know things I mean? if we work together, right? Right, which is why I think that like things haven't advanced as far as they possibly could have, but that's just conjecture. Um, I just want to remind people that like if you like like Don was just saying, if you work together, you can accomplish a lot more than if you're working apart from each other. And uh, it's easy to otherize people. It's like it's super easy to otherize anything, any kind of opposite ideal that you hold, because you want to protect your identity. Yep. And it's also understandable, but you have to understand that that plays into it. So right. when you're arguing with somebody about something, um, instead of talking over the other person, just actually listen to what they have to say, which I know is really hard. It's easy to say. It's really hard to do because yep. we always just want to get our point across. Right. But um, it makes things better in the long run, and it'll work out on a macro level. It'll, like, you know, kind of pay it forward or whatever. Well, but, um, I, I, I understand uh, what you're saying, and what I'm going to tell you is that what you're describing is something that lots of people have put forward as a potential solution, and it's not a magic solution to the problem. And Partly because right. it's hard. Right? Yeah, but, and partly because sometimes this focus on, you know, let's all be civil and sit down and have a rational discussion about this and not, you know, otherize people. Uh, sometimes it works the opposite way. And I'll give you an example of the kind of tribalism that's damaging the time when you do want to push people out. Okay? The Catholic Church mm -hmm. spent decades protecting priests that they knew were preying on yeah. young children. In the rings, yeah. You know? Right. And the kind of tribalism that caused the Catholics to close ranks around those priests and not hand them over to law enforcement. Um, that was very damaging to people. And they did it because yeah. their affiliation with the Catholic Church, this, this idea that you have to protect this institution at all costs, was the thing that they valued more than the parishioners that were being victimized. And so right. I, ha I think you have to look at things like, okay, is the cost of being civil to certain individuals more than, than what we should be paying? Is, is it, does it come at the cost of actual real human beings? 
And if that's the case, then... Right, exactly. That, you know. that stuff definitely has to be added into the equation. I just think that, like, uh, a more of a mindfulness about it as, an, as opposed to an actual action. Because, um, like, what you're talking about with, like, the priests, like, I'm in total agreement with you, and it goes far beyond that. There's, like, a history of uh, otherization when it comes to, like, that kind of stuff. I know I talked about with Don before how, like, you know, atheists were still being or other people who had other religions were slain by the major religion at that time just because they didn't believe, and it's uh, backed up by their holy books. Um, but I mean, like, part of their identity, when your identity is invested into something, it becomes a part of you, mm -hmm. and you become a part of it. So it kind of feels like you can't imagine yourself apart from it. Um, and like you said, we can see this argument for anything you can see it for uh veganism versus vegetarianism <laughs> you know what i mean like any yeah. kind of group once you become a part of a group you're going to not you know point out your own flaws but you're going to point out everybody else's because it affirms you yep and the more affirmed that you feel and the more people around you that in your echo chamber that reaffirm your beliefs the harder they are to strip away from you which is why like scrutiny and skepticism is such an important part of like that process yeah well, I, I um, like I said, I, I agree that we have to be on guard against uh, the kind of destructive tribalism that you're talking about. Um, I, I would also say that we should be cautious about anybody that's saying, you know, that there's sort of a magic formula for avoiding it. Um, I don't think there is a magic formula. I just think it's something that people need to be aware of. I think people are aware um, of it. But the awareness, yeah, I mean, the awareness it's, it's, alone is not sufficient uh, to guard against it like i mean i've talked to when i was talking to you before i told you how like i had uh, actually broken down my my mom through dialogue to get to her to admit that she doesn't have a reason for believing in god she just does because she wants to and makes her feel good right and um after that there was like no point in arguing anymore because um i knew that her position was steadfast and it was only because she was so tied up in it mm -hmm. to where logic goes out the window and there's no way to get around it anymore yeah and um there is no, you're right, there is no solution, and things constantly change and evolve over time, and there's no way to uh, tell where things are going to end up. But, I mean, we can do our best to treat each other with respect, unless, like, you know, they're not deserving of it, with, which would be the case with the, the priests in that case. Yeah, well, and that's, but, um, and that's, you know, one of the things I've, I've told the story about my family. I mean, at some point, my father, who was very invested in, in his religious beliefs, um, to the point where he was pursuing becoming a minister um, and you know at some point he realized that his relationship with me was more important than you know us basically butting heads over this area that we disagreed with that's very mature yeah right and so you know he didn't talk about it um, he would of course extend an invitation you know to go to their church if I wanted to um, but if I declined, right. it wasn't something that he pushed for. And, um, you know, it, it was just, it was not a topic of conversation he wanted to have. And I respected that. And, you know, our relationship continued, you know, as if that, that area of disagreement didn't exist. And so that to me is, uh, you know, an example of someone who says, hey, I, I'm not so invested in this that I'm willing to sacrifice an actual relationship, you know, with someone I care about um, just for this belief. And I think that's kind of... You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I I kind of came to that conclusion with my father as well, even though he tends to blow up on occasion like this weekend because it was Easter. Um, I think it's more because of the fact that he's like so proud of me and what I've uh, become and accomplished that like um, since I'm separate from his religion, uh, he completely feels like he failed me or whatever and that I could be so much more. And like he's always worried about like my soul and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily, Yeah. Try, go ahead, I'm, I don't want to cut you off. No, it's just, uh, you know, it, that's, that's part of their indoctrination, which I'm sure you know. Right. Nothing you can do about yeah, that. That was indoctrinated myself. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's not your responsibility to deal with that. It's, it's his responsibility to handle whatever his indoctrination is doing to him. Yeah, that's why I just told him I don't want to talk about it. I just reminded him, like, listen, like, we're not going to get anywhere with this, so let's just drop it and talk about something else. Yeah. Because we have a lot more in common than we do apart, and focusing on the things that separate us is only going to separate us further and uh, create some kind of uh, resentment or, you know, residual gap between us. So um, I think he overall gets it. I think he just, like, is a little disheartened by it, but I can't control his feelings. And in that matter, I can only, like, be the best person I can be yeah. and hope that he uh, stops worrying with time. But I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen because he's, like, so wrapped up in it. Because um, you can't talk – I've tried to talk to him before about, like, the actual historicity of events and, like, where the different religions evolved from and where their starting points uh, were known to have come from and the people who were involved. You know what I mean? Like the like actual history and, and fact. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, when it comes to like that kind of stuff, like married with uh, presuppositionalism like and uh, apologetics, there's no way out of it because they're just going to start from their end point and, you know, fit everything else to fit their narrative. So um, with that, with but you have to like learn how to recognize that early on and know that that's what they're doing. And just, I mean, you guys are great at that and like stopping like ongoing conversations when they're going to like the, the call Gregory. Oh man, like saying that he thought that his views aligned closely to atheism was kind of like a shock to me. I was like, <laughs> maybe you should go to the blog too, buddy. Because yeah. like there's there's a big difference between like having a religion that we don't believe in as opposed to almost creating an entirely new religion and saying it's not like the others. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's well, getting back to your early point, you know, point. I think if, if people feel like their uh, their religious beliefs are under attack, they often, you know, dig their heels in. Um, I've I yeah, found it to mechanism. be more productive to um, discuss critical thinking skills on other topics, you know, like uh, uh, ads. You know, if you're watching TV together, an ad uh, for whatever, and it's like, okay, well, this is clearly, you know, make-believe or clearly, you know, an exaggerated claim. Uh, politicians uh, sometimes do that, and, and sometimes you can have skeptical conversations on other topics and get some progress there as far as critical thinking, uh, and you, you might find that that sort of has the, the long-term effect of eroding the religious beliefs. Well, Don, what you said today, like earlier today, actually, um, goes not not goes against that a little bit, but uh, provides another outlet, I guess. Mm -hmm. He like uh, if you talk to a person who has a certain belief, and I'm trying to be very like you know general because I don't want to like you know have fifty thousand people like emailing you, but um, these belief sets come with a bunch of uh, baggage that leads into every other part of life, and if you can believe that um, you know some mystical you know, creature basically that, 
you know, there's been what, how many hundreds of thousands of proposed deities and religions. Right. And what, there's like 7,000 religions concurrently going on right now today. Really? If you can, like, <laughs> around it, yeah. If you can literally, like, um, and believe that and like that really hurts your skepticism and it really hurts your critical thinking skills and it leads into other areas of your life which gets into stuff like politics and which really is important because that's how everything that we live our lives is based upon and um when the majority of you know your belief system is wrapped up um in that and your politics follow that it creates a really big problem and that's definitely part of tribalism like i know my dad voted for for trump and uh every reason that I told him that uh, he not only that they shouldn't have, but that he should take a step back and think of what he really wants and what his goals are and what he's looking for in a president. And is he actually going to try and attain those goals or is he just talking fluff to get in office? And um, it's, and he still steadfast supports him, even though he almost doesn't, he didn't do anything that he promised and went in further directions for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know what I mean? It leads credit to that. And then like the whole fact of like, I would, you know. I would love to discuss Trump with you over a beer, but that's not the topic of our show. Yeah, we, we actually have... Uh, yeah, I know, I know. We, we have some a, other callers. Next time I'm in Austin, I definitely got to stop by after the show. And, so we, uh, we have some other callers here, so I'm going to let you go. Yeah. But, uh, thanks for your call, Mark. Thanks for your call. Yeah. All right. No problem, Don. Talk to you guys again soon. All right, bye. All right. Yes, we... Uh, <laughs> Should not get too far into the political right, realm. Right. Um, I actually I have a note here that Star of India is open tonight, okay. so cast and crew will be uh, leaving here after the show to head over to Star of India. Yeah, so we'll be there six fifteen, six thirty, somewhere in that range. Somewhere around there. Okay. Um, so if you're in the Austin area and you want to come join us, join us for dinner. Um, Break none. Yeah. So oh, and I almost <laughs> forgot. I'm sitting here with a. Godless Bitches 2.0 oh shirt goodness. on. So Why is it 2.0, Jen? Explain this that. Is, this is the reboot. The reboot. Yeah, so we, we had Godless Bitches that was on for like three years or so, and then um, we stopped producing it for a while, and now we recently rebooted it. In fact, we are recording another episode next Saturday. Awesome. So, so who all's on it? It's me, Tracy, and Claire Wilner. Awesome. So, yes, awesome. we will be... Live. I'm thrilled that it's back and it's recorded. Been, there's a there's a real need for for that sort of show. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. It's atheism from a feminist perspective, and we um, it, it's it's fun to do because it's basically three friends sitting around having a conversation. Okay. So anyway, okay. let's move on. Here we have. I bet my beer comment brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> you all seem to like your drinks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we usually don't drink while we're doing it because we okay. have to drive afterwards. Oh. But yeah. All right. So we have Marcus on the line here. Hello, Marcus. Hello, John. Thanks for Hi, waiting. Hi, Jen. How are Don? Good. Sure. No problem. Um, just want to let you know, guys, I love the show and I watch it religiously. So. Okay. Okay. But um, a couple weeks ago, four, about four weeks ago, I think Tracy Harris uh, was hosting, and there was a caller who called in. Uh, quoting from Genesis to prove the veracity of Genesis. Right. And one of the verses that he quoted was Genesis 6-3. And the Lord said, My spirit will not remain with mankind forever because they are corrupt. Their days will be 120 years. And Tracy correctly pointed out that that in itself doesn't prove anything, you know, but what, what I find so interesting is to him that's proof because no human has lived past 120, uh, at least according to his beliefs, 
what's what's so ridiculous about it is that in the Bible itself, there are two verses that contradict that. So he doesn't even know what his own Bible says. Yeah. Um, well, there's yeah. It, a lot yeah. of the early early folks lived, you know, hundred, hundreds of years, right? Right. Like well, no, this, this, this was post flood. This was post flood. Oh. Because so, yeah, right before before flood, you know, they lived to be like the nine hundred and all that stuff. This, but this then is, this after is like flood, arguing about God the color said, of the, Spock's earwax. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> but but he said so. So after the flood, God said, "No more past one hundred twenty. Well, in Genesis twenty three one, it said, "Now Sarah lived one hundred twenty seven years." And in Numbers 33, 39, it said Aaron was 123 years old when he died. So, so my point is, is, you know, God sets this demarcation line, says no more past 120, then, you know, down the road, two more verses say, and they lift to past 120. Right. So, again, it's not, it's not without contradiction. It's not perfect, as they all claim that it is. You know, the yeah. trouble, the trouble with he, Bible contradictions is that um, the, the folks that believe that stuff are really good at rationalizing things and spinning things and saying, oh, well, that can't be, you're taking it out of context or whatever the, the you know, the rationalization is today. Um, and they, they, these contradictions, I think, um, you know, are, are another quiver in the arrow for, or quiver, or another arrow in the quiver for atheists, but uh, they don't seem to have much effect on the, the real believers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and I have no doubt that they would try to rationalize that as well. But I, I suspect that he wasn't even aware of those two verses, but I'd be curious to hear his rationalization if he was. Yeah. Well, and I'd be curious to, to hear his, his, um, his response to the fact that his understanding of, of Genesis was actually debunked in 1997 when a French woman named Jean Calment died. Um, she was 122 years and 164 days old. All right. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, I think that did come up on the call as well. But, yeah. um, you know, I don't remember if that woman, if it was, you know, documented or if it was like she yes. was believed to be born. No, she, this, time, this, so. this is, uh, she's a, on this list of 100 verified oldest people. So her, okay. her mm-hmm. date of birth and date of death were verified. And there's currently a woman in Japan who's still living, who's 117 years and 240 days old. So she could yet surpass mm-hmm. that. Okay, you so. go. Right. <laughs> but I think the main thing is just, again, how they'll, they'll kind of quote this verse, not realizing, because they haven't read the rest of their Bible, that it even is contradicted right. in their own Bible. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Well, thanks for the call. Yeah. Sure, no problem. All right. Bye, Marcus. Bye. Yes, it's like, oh darn, people keep like living and refuting okay. things in the Bible. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so should we go on to uh, Nate? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Great. Uh, Dan and John. Uh, Jen and Don, right? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I was waiting, and uh, uh, very quickly... Uh, Muhammad's ramble was very interesting. I think it took uh, way too much time from you guys. It all could be summed up in one sentence, which is, if I don't understand something, it means God did it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyways, my uh, point was uh, I'm an agnostic, uh, and of course uh, I am a uh, follower of science. Uh, okay. There isn't anything else to follow per se. So, but I wanted to run by you guys a quick idea or a thought I had. 
Uh, I guess, and it's fitting because it's Easter. I just want to talk a little bit about Jesus Christ. Um, so we know that uh, Jesus. Let, let, let's let's just uh, give the benefit of the doubt, saying that let's say Jesus Christ was a real person, right, in history, okay. and and uh, operating under the under that assumption. Let's say uh, we know that uh, scientifically. Uh, okay, before that, sorry, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. So we know that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, which means Mother Mary didn't have sex with anybody, and then she produced a boy that's child. The, that's the story. Yeah, that's, now, yeah. we know that today, we know that when animals reproduce asexually, for example, mm-hmm. um, You're talking about parthenogenesis? Is, is that right? Yes. Yes, so great white sharks can reproduce asexually, and when they do, when female great whites give birth to pups, I guess they're called pups, right? Shark yeah. babies. That's right. Uh, yeah, give birth to pups. Uh, the pups are exact female clones of their mothers, right? right? So they're exactly like mommies. So I think we have it all wrong, right? What do you guys think? Either Jesus Christ was female, yeah, and we have it all wrong, or uh, Mother Mary had a beard. Uh, yeah. And it has, it's got to be one of these two, isn't it? Well, well there's there's also this, uh, you know, there's this, in Greek mythology, we have a lot of uh, demigods, right? A lot of uh, couplings between gods and, and humans. And I think <clears throat> I think that uh, probably those stories borrowed a bit from, from those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Greeks and the Romans and, uh, you know. Can't remember yes, too I mean, many of we, them. we do know that there's a Ito lot of was paganism one, that's been well, and there was even and... something from um, from a, a rather obscure Catholic, um, uh, I guess, thought that was written down that um, it it basically um, I guess they were they were horrified by the idea that that God may have impregnated Mary in the normal way, and so uh-huh. they decided that no, she wasn't impregnated you know, vaginally, it was actually the Spirit of God entered through her ear and <laughs> impregnated her that way. So it was okay. oral insemination, I guess. Um, oral. Oh, wow. Oral, yeah. yes, it's in through the ear. Um, okay. So I thought that was, that was really kind of a novel interpretation of how that might have happened and also not um, uh, biologically possible Found, right but anyway uh, yeah it's like yeah, i know oh. that so, so but yeah given that uh, you know operating under the assumption that she, she produced reproduced asexually that probably we have it all wrong that's all yeah. we're saying right. and then what you're saying is also uh you know you have equivalent stories in other cultures for example right. in hinduism lord krishna was born uh, was was actually his mom didn't have sexual contact with her father because they were both in prison in different prison cells according to the myth and uh, but he got her impregnated somehow and then then you had lord krishna yeah. and how he, how he did that <laughs> it's a miracle is a huge mystery to everybody <laughs> And well, so, and, and so is Jesus Christ. But I, you know, I'm actually walking away with uh, uh, a little bit of an affirmation in my mind that Jesus probably was female. I'm really thinking that. <laughs> probably a female. And, well, maybe uh, try that out with some Christians and see, yeah. see how far you get. <laughs> but thank you for your call, Nate. Yes. we got sure. a couple more that we're going to try to take before dinner. Absolutely. Thanks. When you go ahead and enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.
Yeah, and I, I guess uh, people should be careful about that whole uh, Krishna thing. There's lots of people that say, oh, Krishna was born of a virgin. Uh, Krishna, Krishna was, according to the legend, his mother's eighth child. So that would have been a little bit, a little bit of a challenge, difficult yeah. for Krishna to be born of a virgin. But you know, I don't know that mythology that well. So uh, an asexual um, conception that um, I guess is a much more plausible thing, um, at least in terms of the legend stuff. Um, so let's see. We have Chris. Hello. Hello. So you're on the air. Right. What, what can we do for you? Oh, okay. How are you guys? Good. All right. So, yeah. Um, uh, so what I wanted to talk about is when um, atheists try to interpret the scriptures uh, using, um, I guess, intelligence, that's where things go wrong. Okay. Because the Bible was not given to be interpreted uh, it was to be interpreted by the Holy Spirit. So those are born-again Christians. So when you try to interpret scriptures using your intelligence, then you're not going to understand it the way it's supposed to be understood. So if we can't use our intelligence, how should we do it? Well, you're not supposed to do it because the Bible is to be interpreted by the Holy Spirit. So and how, if you don't have the Holy Spirit... So then it's a problem. So, so let me, criticism? you're not going to... Go ahead. Huh? So, so the Bible is beyond criticism. I don't get it. So you're saying, you're saying that there's, there's nothing I could say about the Bible because I, I can't possibly understand it, is what you're telling me. Exactly. Yep. Okay, if I can't understand it, then what, why would I ever want to believe it? Well, you're not even... Well, a lot of atheists, they're not even open or they're not even willing to do anything the Bible has asked or what God had asked. For like example, killing witches? Like what? What? Killing witches? There's killing a command witches? to kill witches. Yeah. Thou shalt not suffer Where? a witch to live. I don't want to do that. And I will I will never never that? do that. Yes. You don't read your Bible? God said to kill witches? Absolutely. Yeah. It's in uh, Exodus 20, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Well, I, well, I don't really know that scripture, but if I, I don't know but, if God did it or... Yes, you've, yes. You've read, God, your, you've read your Bible, right? I read my scriptures. I don't remember everything, but if... But, uh, I think I it's memorable to... because a lot of people have been killed based on, based on yeah. that scripture, that line so, of scripture. So you, you read this your, is a scripture that was given by God to men yes. to kill witches. Yes. yes. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Yeah. Well, maybe witch, in a sense, maybe he was referring to a being that's not yeah. human. It's, it's undefined in the Bible, so a lot of folks have just used it to to kill people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's where we go wrong is when we are not when we don't interpret what God had said the right way. Well, that's that's but all we well and good, but, but, but it's a factual thing that God Christians have killed witches, one. right? Sorry? It's, a, it's all well and good to, to, to wring your hands and say it's not, not relevant, but, but the fact is that Christianity has killed lots of people for this, for this verse. Okay, but we can't blame God for what people do, right? Well, we cannot well, but these, say, oh, But these God. were people who claimed to be, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
Why can't they we blame them? They may have claimed it, but we don't know if they were, if they truly uh, and, were. Yeah. They okay, how do, how, do you, how do you know if someone is, in, is actually inspired by the Holy Spirit? Someone with the Holy Spirit would know another person. Oh, so you have this... It's a club. Yeah. Yes. I mean, not a club, but... So, um, are you familiar with the BTK killer? No. Okay. He was a serial killer in, I believe, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, somewhere around there. Um, anyway, he, he, he brutally murdered several people. Um, this guy, okay. was a, he was a deacon in his church. Okay. Okay. Um, no one a lot of his, people claim to be deacons at church. And he actually was. He was actually a deacon in his church. And that's yeah. why people were so shocked because not a single person who was inspired by the Holy Spirit in that entire church had had recognized that he was not inspired by the Holy Spirit. They could okay, not maybe see not a that single evil person in him. there was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Oh, maybe so they were all So there's there's like massive numbers of people out there claiming to be Christians who are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. But you could tell yep. if they were or not. You can tell by their deeds, by their acts, okay. by the words, they, how, by how they treat someone, right? So if you met me on the street, you would know I'm an atheist because of my deeds and my acts and how I treat people? No, I wouldn't know that you're an atheist. How would I be able to tell you're an atheist? Uh, the same you way you would be able to tell that someone's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. You could be an atheist and still be inspired by the Holy Spirit and not. <laughs> you have this magical way of getting around the problem here, don't you? No, I'm just telling you the truth. You don't have any so, magical way of telling what's in someone's heart. I know you think you do, but that's part of the indoctrination. Well, I can tell you you're a good person. Am I no, right? No, how do you know? No, no, you don't I, know I, me. I, I see how this works. You know, if they do something good, it's the Holy Spirit. If they do something bad, it's, it's, it's not the Holy Spirit. Right. It's post hoc rationalization. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> I don't know. That's, but, it's yeah. astonishing. I, and, and, you know, it, it, you're an example of actually what damage religion does to people. Because damage? Yes, really? you are you are incredibly damaged. You are going through life thinking that you have this ability to discern someone's intent and their basically their character just by looking at. I them. don't go around judging people. No, that's not what I'm saying. And, and you're, and you're giving you're giving murder just, a free pass. Yeah, you're, you're. I just look at people's hearts. No, you can't look at someone's heart. God does. No, he you, looks at the heart. He doesn't look through you to see somebody's heart and then tell you. You know, hey, this this is a good person. This is not a good person. You are as susceptible to being um, taken advantage of as anybody else out there because okay. you don't have a reliable method of telling the truth from bullshit. <laughs> Actually, all right, I disagree. Okay, but <laughs> grifters love people like you. But I'm gonna let you go. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So we have Ali. Ali from Pakistan. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Hello. What Hello. You, what have you got for us today? Oh, oh. I. <clears throat> 
nothing to say just to share my experience with you guys sorry if my language is not uh, good because english is not my first language oh you're doing fine yeah so i live in pakistan and it's you know a muslim country and uh, oh, when i was 17 i like started disbelieving in the islamic uh, like or maybe in god um and uh, i think it was a gradual process that i came to this point i came to this point um but uh, after after on i'm living life like i'm doing some like drama because all of the my family members and my friends and everyone is uh believer and uh, they do all the practices of islam and like they go for namaz and they fast and they offer prayers uh, different things but uh, and uh, somehow i also have to do sometimes with them and i i'm doing doing it like i don't believe it but i'm doing it right and uh, uh it's uh, really like uh, difficult to explain uh, but uh, uh i can't discuss these things with uh, anyone in like in my uh, home or uh, with friends uh, because uh, i don't want to uh, like show islam as a like bad religion but it's like a same like other religions christianity or Judaism, but Islam somehow is lightly strict on atheism because you cannot talk about it, or if you talk, <laughs> or if someone is this believer, or if someone is converted from Islam to like any other religion or disbelief, uh, or like a, a disbeliever, he might get killed. Yeah, right. It's a very serious business, right? Do you have the ability to leave your country or to 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 uh, go to a a safer place? Um like I can't go uh, anywhere because of my like financial condition. Yeah. It's uh, 3 a.m. here right now. Uh, I'm talking to you guys uh, uh and uh, oh, you can imagine uh, uh I'm all alone in my room and no one is around so Yeah. That's how I, I can talk to you guys and I can talk about this this stuff. Uh but yeah, but problem is like uh, I have to do like things that I don't believe in. The main problem is uh yeah. But this is my situation and somehow like when I'm in trouble or when I'm in difficult times so I started believing like there must there might be a god or things yeah. like this uh but when i think like uh, sick senses so i uh, i evaluate things and uh, i find out that like there's nothing uh, or there might be i don't know like i'm really confused about uh, these things well ali i, I want to tell you that that you're not alone that that there are lots of other people in your situation it's just that it's going to be hard for you to find them right and to share your experiences 
here uh, there, there's there's an there's a international community of ex-Muslims, and uh, if you can reach out to them, uh, you will find some folks that that uh, will understand your situation very well, and may may offer better advice to you than we can. Um, I would encourage you to stay safe at all costs, and uh, you know live another day and. Uh, if you have to suck it up and, and go and participate in these rituals right. you don't believe in, that's probably the wisest course for you. Um, but uh, I would look for um, look for other like-minded people in your country or try to get out of your country if you can. Uh, those those would be my suggestions to you. Um, but but reach out and find a community because. You really aren't alone there. You really are among a lot of other people who are struggling with the same sorts of issues. Yeah, it's really hard for me to get out of the country. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's not like that uh, if I, I have to pray, pray or I, sometimes I don't. And, but I'm like outcasted if I, mm, right. I, if right. I don't do this. Yeah, we, we understand. Like, yeah. And it, yeah, it, yeah, I don't it breaks my heart that you're in this situation um, because uh, I would like like to see for you to thrive and be happy and be yourself, right? Yeah, it's like hard to be yourself if, uh, when yeah. I'm around people who believe something else and I don't believe. And uh, I want to just kill you that I don't want to... Uh, like to show Islam as a like bad religion, or it's like it's like it's uh, like a same other religions and uh, the, all the things that happening uh, or Muslims are doing it's uh, about politics. Uh, it's not that the Islam encourages us to do the the terrorist terrorist stuff. Right. But uh, uh, this is a side note, <laughs> I think. But yeah, uh, I understand. I so. Want so it's not that you're will, you want to speak against Islam so much as you just don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. But that's that's threatening to a lot of folks, and yeah. so uh, you 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 definitely need to do be cautious about your safety. Yeah, as long as I don't speak, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. This is a, you know, um, it's very hard. Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, like like incidents uh, here in Pakistan. The people it speaks out, uh, but they didn't do in a decent manner. So they were like uh, get got killed because of uh, this. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the for my, uh, I don't have uh, much vocab, uh, but. Uh, yeah, as long as I'm not uh, discussing, and this is a problem that I can't discuss things with with people or with friends, uh, even my closest friends, I can't discuss yeah. these things. Uh, they will have started pointing me out, and uh, uh, I might be in trouble because of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you can move to a larger city, uh, that might help because that might provide you some opportunity to meet some like-minded people. Um, uh, I'm in the biggest city, it's Karachi. Karachi okay, so you're already city. Yeah. in a okay. large city. And uh, on- online communities are, are another way you can get involved, but uh, but reach out to the, uh, the ex-Muslims groups. Uh, 
Yeah, ex-Muslims of North America, and and there I think they have other chapters throughout the world. Oh, sure, sure. So yeah, that's another option. And um, whatever you do, stay safe. I mean, I understand how difficult it can be to not express yourself, your true beliefs, but um, you got to do whatever it takes to survive right now. Um, so stay safe. And I think we are pretty much out of time. Here. Yeah, we, so. we, we're going to let you go, Ali. We appreciate your call. Yes, thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for Thank giving me your time. Thank All you. Right. All right, and that's our show for tonight. Um, Thank you very much. It was, Thank you. I it was a fun. lot of fun. Yeah. Be on the show with you again. Let's go get some dinner. All right. So, yeah, we're heading out to Starve India. So if you are in the Austin area and you would like to join us, please do. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This is a message from the emergency stuffed crust warning system. Cheese! Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pizza now has three feet of cheese stuffed in the crust for just nine bucks. I repeat, it has three feet of cheese stuffed in the crust. Cheese! That concludes the message from the emergency stuffed crust warning system. Get a large Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pepperoni Stuffed Crust Pizza for $9. Top four national pizza chains. Extra Most Bestest Pizza versus large round one topping pepperoni pizza. Everyday standard menu prices. Three feet of cheese before cooking. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza.